0: net
1: from the Rose barbecue studios now featuring cbd infused seltzer to get happy legal for 18 and up this is des moines sports station 106.3 kxno for 75 years the mic has been doing the right thing for its customers employees and the community now here's miller and condon
0: It's time for Sip. (laughs) Steven M. Sipple talks with myself and Ken on Nebraska football.
1: I mean, I have a radio show. We have callers. I pay attention to my Twitter notifications and all that. There's definitely some
0: frustration. We talk Cornhuskers, and you never know what else is going to come up. With 30 years on the Nebraska beat, here's Steven M. Sipple. As long as they're paying me to talk, I'm just going to keep doing it.
2: All right, hour number two. Welcome back, Miller and Condon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Yes, Stephen M. Sibyl does have a radio show. Guessing it was spirited this week as well. You can also read him and a really good group that they've assembled over there at on3.com of which I am a subscriber to SIP's site. Uh, And he joins us. Hello, Stephen M. Quite a week, I'm guessing, right? Yeah.
1: I mean, yes and no. It's it's be, this is number six since Osborne. You know we're going to have number six in here, uh, coach number six since Tom stepped down in late nineteen ninety seven. So it's a becoming fairly routine. <laughs> it doesn't it? Doesn't feel nearly as enormous as it used to. Um, I, I find that fascinating
2: mm-hmm.
0: I,
1: when I when I when I think back to when Frank Solich was fired. At the close of the two thousand three season, it was enormous. I mean, it just felt—I I can't even tell you. It was hard. It's hard to put in perspective what it felt like
2: around here because it never had
1: happened. You know, it hadn't mm-hmm. happened. Or it hadn't happened in modern times. Okay, and then it happened, and then it, <laughs> it happened. It just felt less and less enormous. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's—it's it's, it's kind of interesting to me.
0: It's so wild watching this and how it's played out. We had the Tammy Wynette "Stand By Your Man." That was a conversation. Well, we had probably two, three years ago. Sip about oh Nebraska. How long they're going to stay with Frost as it continues? Looking back now, we got hindsight. It's twenty twenty. But looking back, the decision to bring him back here for twenty twenty two. How how are people feeling about that? Where I know it was certainly fractured going into the season. The decision to bring him back. Now looking back, how bad of a decision do you think it was?
1: Oh, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I I don't, Trent, I respect the question in hindsight though. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it was that fractured. I think most fans here wanted this to play out in some form, you know, and let, let it play out and let's see what, if Scott could pull this off. I, I think it was mo I think mostly, I would say most fans were of that mind. There was of course some that weren't, but I I I was in the camp. Let's just see how it plays out, and and it played out. That's and that's probably why it doesn't feel as enormous. What happened, guys? Is is I mean, what I've been telling people is it got the conversation just got really extreme fast this season. Extreme. I mean, extreme meaning Northwestern put five hundred twenty-eight yards mm-hmm. on them in Ireland, and they and they kind of they kind of went with this bizarre onside kick decision that was extreme. I mean, that's extreme. That's arena football, right? I mean, we're not – come on. That's extreme. Okay, North Dakota going on a 16-play drive at the end of the first half. North Dakota. That was extreme, all right? And then we hadn't even seen extreme until last Saturday. <laughs> when when Georgia Southern, which sounds like a, a, a train company, goes on yeah. – <laughs> Goes on, a, I mean they, they put they put they put how many yards six hundred forty two on Nebraska, which is the most in Memorial Stadium history, and and if you watched it, you would you would agree with me that it looked easy. Mm. <laughs> Georgia Southern moved the ball against Nebraska with ease. That's extreme. Now, I mean that's so that's what that it played out in an extreme fashion. Nobody would have envisioned it because nobody thought the defense was going to look like this so and here we are it wasn't a controversial decision that trev made um it was and i a lot people keep saying sip it must be really stressful you must be having a week no i'm not it's it's a pretty easy week actually there's no this isn't an intense search at this point i mean it's not gonna it's gonna last until late late november it's not every day he's interviewing somebody. He's probably not interviewed anybody. So no, it's it, it's it's become sort of disturbingly routine around here.
2: Sip, I want to follow up on that on the coaching search with you, but I, I, just one more on this. We were talking about Iowa plays Nevada this week, and. You know, a lot of folks yeah. think this is the worst defense that I was going to see all year because they are awful. They're putrid. Somebody reached out and said, you know what? They play Nebraska. Let's not forget about them. Uh, what has happened? So how can Nebraska fix their defense prior to uh, the uh, to the final game of the year for both teams, uh, at least regular season-wise? Can this defense be fixed in season, Sip?
1: Yeah, I'm glad you didn't ask me how it can be fixed because that, that would be uh, far over my pay grade. Um, I... I I don't, I don't know what they can do, I and mean, it's not – they're missing one guy, you know, or they're missing an inside linebacker, Nick Henrich, who's got a cast on his arm. Don't know when he'll be back. That's not a – it's not a – I mean, he's a good player, but that's not – he's not a big-time difference maker. He's a captain, and he does calm things, and they're playing a true freshman in his place, so that's a factor. Uh, I mean, I – Hey, Kenny, there's schematic things you can do. Um but I you know that, that that's a limited conversation, right? There's only so much you can do, but they can change some things up. There's not a lot of personnel moves that are really realistic. They have they're pretty get deep at safety and they could make some change there, although one's playing pretty well, so it'd be just one safety. You can make a change at corner. One of the corners really struggled last week. But beyond that, they don't have a lot of depth up front. So that that lineman conversation isn't gotta change, nor is the linebacker. They don't nor is the linebacker conversation gotta change. They just don't have a lot of depth at the inside linebacker. So I don't know. you gonna Eric Canander is the is the defensive coordinator, an Allison, Iowa uh native and he uh has his hands full and I will tell you that well, the other thing is I would tell you is after Ireland, I I had an occasion to just I ran into Eric outside the practice facility and we talked for a while and I mean, I think he find me. I, I just thought he looked scared. Hey, I, wow! And I've been covering, I've been covering You know, Nebraska athletics for thirty years. I know when a coach looks scared, and uh, he looked. I thought there was tears in his eyes, and I walked away. That was after the Northwestern game. Keep in mind. And I walked away from that thinking they're in trouble. And they are. They're in
0: trouble. They're in trouble, yet maybe a cloud lifted with the firing of Scott Frost. There was the quote going, I think, into the Georgian-Southern game from a player saying, "And we just want to win and make the coaches happy. It feels like there was so much pressure and maybe so much negativity. Is this? at least that's the silver lining or the possibility of a silver lining? He moves on you can lift that cloud and now just go out, play football for us, we become a team, and not have to worry about a coach getting fired. Can you buy into that theory?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's, it, it only takes you so far, in my opinion. I, I'm i a little more pragmatic at this point in my life. <laughs> emotion is 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 a big part of college football. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but emotion and... Feeling, how you feel in a meeting room doesn't matter all that much in the second quarter when Oklahoma' is running its offense super fast and you don't have any answers I mean all the emotion in the world can't solve that equation so yeah a different voice definitely could help and and it and the move had to be made I mean it, I just don't think you could I think it would have been a real rough conversation here with Oklahoma in town a big in, you know, in Fox here, mm-hmm. the big noon kickoff, and then talking about a lame duck coach and keeping him because yeah. they're saving money on the buyout. I mean, that's not a very appealing college football
2: conversation. I, I think those points are right on, Sip. I really do. So let so let's get to the coaching search. Uh, we, we don't know if it's a search yet. Eventually, it will become. But he's got to be assembling, I would think, a list of. Uh, candidates he would like to speak to, either them or him or their representation at some point. A couple of mats. Uh, I like Matt Rule uh, getting back to the college game. I think he's a really good college coach. We saw what he did at Temple. He, he was good at Baylor, left a really good roster behind. So if it doesn't go well in Carolina, could you see that? And is there – I mean, I don't think Matt Campbell's going anywhere. Let me preface that by saying that right now. I don't think he's he, – he might be a lifer. Um, he's, he's, he's had opportunities before. So what about the two Mets? Do you like Rule, and how much buzz is there for Campbell?
1: A lot of buzz for Campbell. A lot of buzz. thats he, He's the name that gets the most buzz. And even, like, for instance, there are various reports that there's mutual interest. Now, what's that all mean? you know, how it goes with these things. I don't know. I mean, what I've heard here this week is that Campbell won't even – I mean, there's not going to be an interview or anything until their season's over, until Iowa State season's over, is what I've heard. So uh, that's, you know, that's down the line. A uh, rule I like, I mean, I, I'm not overly familiar with him. I know what he did at Baylor – temple i know what he did in the nfl i know it's not like i followed his career all that fast but yeah he's definitely he has some of those characteristics that trev has stated that he'd be you know attracted to and that he's a he's a proven coach at, at the power five level so yeah rule and i like his personality for the college game there's probably coaches kenny that i would like better than either of those
2: mm-hmm. urban meyer
1: one of them yeah, I mean, yeah, for Urban Meyer. The the fan base is it's it's a big discussion here, um, and it's not obviously it's polarizing. It's a polarizing topic. I fall down. I fall in the category of uh, you, you just if he wants to come to Nebraska, take him. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to stand on top of Mount Pius. I mean, i I mean, it, it, it is what it is. Coaches aren't perfect people. That, it, I don't think what he's done disqualifies him as a human being. So, um, I think Urban Meyer would be wonderful. This place, I'll tell you what, guys. You know, at first blush, you North know, Nebraska was eight was sixteen and thirty one under Frost. There's only five Power Five teams that have, been, have a worse record since 2018 than Nebraska. Think about so that. That's struggling. Mm. Um, but I'll tell you what. Now, I'd watch. I'd watch this. Now, this hire is really interesting from the standpoint of. Right next to the stadium, there's a gigantic athletic facility being built, the training facility, which will be, it will be the nicest in the nation for a few years, and you know it'll be in the top five for a long, long time. I know those, I know what you're thinking. Oh, so what? All those kids want is money. Well, n- but that that big facility is where they're going to have their operations, and it's it's going to be impressive. That'll be a good thing to sell to a coach. Nebraska's NIL operation. We have a story on our on our front page right now at huskeronline.com, that Nebraska just got another collective, and it's a big one in Omaha with, with key players. So they, they're really well-positioned in the NIL world. This is their second major collective. They're, and their donors are lined up, and they're and they're giving big money now. So wh- whoever walks into this place will be walking into a good situation. Not much pressure, one of the nicest training facilities in the world right next to the stadium and an NIL operation that's running at a high level. So, I mean, I, I, I'm not – it's pretty interesting to me uh, what, where this could all go if Trev gets the right guy.
0: Well, is there a possibility the right guy is the interim guy? Mickey Joseph gets the job Lance here. That's Joseph's brother. He is uh, certainly well-regarded as a recruiter and comes in from LSU – and a former Cornhusker on top of it. What can you tell us about Mickey Joseph? And if he can get this team, they scratched a bull eligibility. What are the chances that he could keep this job?
1: He's a long shot, for yeah. sure. Because he doesn't really check the boxes what Trev's looking for, but if he can if he can if he could get him to seven wins, if he can <laughs> if he could find six more wins I would, I would think he'd be a candidate for not only this job, but the Dallas Cowboys job. <laughs> I mean, it would get a, it, it would be any job. I mean, he'd be, he'd be maybe Enron. I, I, uh, he'd be, it'd be a miraculous, miraculous turn for that to happen. Mickey is interesting. He's always been interesting to me because he, he was such a ballyhoot player and he had kind of a flamboyant way about him. But since now he's 54, and he's an old school coach. He's a tough guy. I mean, he's a demanding, old school. Uh, really, really, no, no BS. Uh, really, really straightforward with his comments. His his his, his press conference on Tuesday. It's, you know, the first his first press conference is the interim. It was sort of a less is more theme. I mean, it was a this. It was very appealing. To, to people like me, I mean, he, it was not about Mickey. He said, "This is about the program. This isn't about me. Um, it's not me. This is not about me in any narrative. This is about this program." So, it was very. He's very. Uh, he's an appealing character too. He's got a. He's got a lot of charisma, um, but it it's kind of dials the back of charisma with that old school way. He's a. He's, a, he's an intriguing guy, and I'll, I'll be interested to see how that looks on Saturday.
2: Stephen M. Sippel, uh, HuskerOnline.com, part of uh, On Three Media. Uh, they Huskers have a bye week next week. We'll recap. We'll spend. We'll try. We'll run you down next week, Sip. Uh, just get the very latest. Interesting to to watch it, not from afar. We're kind of one hundred and fifty miles or so uh, away, but uh, going to be fun to watch how it plays out. Sip, thanks for doing this. Appreciate. It. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Stephen M. Okay, guys, have a good day. Okay? Yep, good to talk to you, Stephen M. Sippel. Uh, from Husker Online. The Urban Meyer
0: one, obviously, you got to do it.
2: I guess. You have to. Would you want him?
0: Yes. Uh, you would want him at Iowa? With all the stuff? I don't know. I just... Uh, I don't know if he takes the Nebraska job. I don't he know if he He wouldn't take the either. Iowa job. No. He's going to a place that he can win at the highest level. If he's going back, it's not does even... he
2: still Does he excite a fan base? <laughs> you think he does? You really do?
0: Just bring up the win-loss record. No, I know. He's got a national championship
2: in Florida. Look what he did at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacksonville, eh, he's, yeah. not, he's not an NFL coach. Nick Saban sucked in the NFL, too. Nick Saban, a lot of guys, that's a great point. Nick Saban sucked in the NFL. Um, the fact, like, the, the, the caught in the bar with somebody else happens to with he, men and women yeah. all the time. The fact that he left his team and didn't fly home with them, I have more problem with that sure. than the extracurricular activities. I mean, that's your team. Go mm-hmm. home with them and then go back if you have to. Um, we'll see. I like him on TV. This is nice.
0: Selfishly, I hope he stays on TV. I just wonder if he's just worn out as welcome. No, I just don't. If he's going to take a job, it's going to be even a bigger one than Nebraska. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. Hmm. I mean, Arizona th- State's the other one that gets a lot of buzz, but Herm's still there. Well, for how long? <laughs> Better win this year. Yeah, through the end of this mm-hmm. season.
2: UCLA? I- Chip's all right. He's not in trouble, is he? I don't think so. I no. mean, I don't think, I'm just trying to find a school that, Yeah, uh, we'll see. I don't think it's going to be Nebraska either. I no. don't, and I don't think it's going to be Matt
0: Campbell either. What would you think of going crazy and going, making a call to a triple option type of guy? You know, we've heard going about. Going way back? Going Troy Calhoun, who is at Air Force uh-huh. right now, highly regarded in the coaching ranks. Munkin Army, a guy like that. And those guys have been offered jobs and have talked to big-time programs, and they're willing to adapt what they do. How would you sell that to the fan base? Wins. Pretty simple. Wins. Uh This way has not worked. We tried it a bunch of different ways for 20 years now, and it has not worked. Uh Let's go back to what we can win with. That's how you sell it.
2: Yeah, but those days are...
0: (laughs) Are they? I think so, Trent. Today's football... I mean, it's, copy, it's copycat, so maybe if they get a go and everybody will do it. You're not running the triple option as you think of the triple option of 1982. We're talking about, look at Coastal Carolina. They run the triple option. They do it out of shotgun. Mm. You're doing it in that fashion. What about it Coastal is, Carolina's coach? Uh, absolutely. Looking at it in a 2022 fashion, but doing to the way that you were able to do it. Yes, you're going to evolve. It's not going to look like it did then, but going back to your roots. I think it makes a lot of sense.
2: David Kaplan joins us next. Miller & Condit's 1125 on the Moines.
1: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting.
0: Sports Station 106.3.3 3. KXNO. We made it to week two of the NFL season Thursday night football tonight, and we got a big one with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. If you're a new customer, how about this? Bet just $5 on any football game, you'll get $200 in free bets instantly. And uh, us existing customers, well, how about this? Uh, Everyone can experience
2: the thrill of the early win promotion at DraftKings. It's simple. You either bet on the Chargers or you bet on the Chiefs. And if your team at any point in the football game gets up by seven points, you win instantly. You're instantly credited in your account,
0: even if the team you bet on Actually loses the game. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code KXNO. Again, $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. Promo code KXNO only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. I will only. Bonus issued as free bets. One early win token issued at opt in. Moneyline bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions do apply eligibility in terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. Gambling problem? Call 1-800- You get your podcast. Like many of you, my home was hit by the storm recently. My roof had hail damage. And I knew there was one place to call. It's Trent Condon for Wolf Roofing. I've known the team at Wolf Roofing now for almost a decade. They're Central Iowans that care about community and doing the job right. Go with a company that you know. A company from here. Go with Wolf Roofing. Set up your appointment at 515 225 8866 225 8866 or online Wolf Roofing. One for podcasting. I don't know about you, but when I'm going out, I want some good food, not just frozen food thrown in a fryer. Get that good bar fare at Fat Charlie's in Urbandale. I want a beer. They got me covered. I want to catch the game. How about 50 TVs, including Thursday night football? If you're shut out at home, Fat Charlie's has you covered. Urbandale's upscale sports bar. It's Fat Charlie's, just off 8035 on the Douglas exit. I'll see you at Fat Charlie's.
2: Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors, our guy David Kaplan, where the Chicago Bears, they're on top of the division, Trent Condon. (laughs) Yes,
0: they are. Take a
2: snapshot of the standings right now before Sunday night, Vikings and the Bears both winners, the Lions and the Packers fall in week number one on the week two we go. Cappy joins us, Cap Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on, how are you? I'm good man. How are you guys doing? Doing well. So What was the mood like in the Windy City? At least earlier in the week uh, after the uh, uh after the Niners were dispatched by the Bears in just a quagmire. at uh, what was a soldier field. But what was the mood like? Cap, is this uh I doubt it's, it's you know just enjoy it while you can. It's probably going to be a long year, but our turn's coming. Uh what was the mood like?
1: Take that cap, you idiots. <laughs> the San Francisco 49ers. You're a moron. You're just too negative. Yeah, that's pretty much the way the week went for me. Um, look, I'm thrilled that they won. Do I think they're going to beat Green Bay? I do not. At some point, their lack of talent and their lack of depth is going to rear its ugly head, and that may be at Lambeau Field this weekend. Now, if Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins don't play, well, that's a huge, huge loss. They lose your two starting tackles? And Runyon is dealing with concussion protocol, also an offensive lineman. If Aaron Rodgers thought he had the Vikings harassing him and knocking him down, I think seven or eight times, four sacks, Robert Quinn and those guys are coming to eat now. They are fired up to be one and oh. Do I think they, at the end of the night, they get on their charter and fly back home to O'Hare two and oh? I don't, but I wouldn't be stunned. With the amount of injuries the Packers are dealing with, is Dallin Lazard going to go? I think he is, but I don't think those offensive linemen at this point are playing. They didn't even go full-going practice yet.
0: Scary situation there, going up against the Packers in the front that they have, certainly this season. Well, another rookie step to the plate here in Week 1, and we've seen this young group, a lot of buzz during the preseason. Dominique Robinson, he was outstanding in that quagmire of a game. There were guys making plays all over the place. You look at the way this team is being built very early in a new regime, and you got to be excited. It's not often you're going to find guys like this in the fifth round.
1: No, that was amazing, and I coached against his father, who was a really good player at Bowling Green, and so that game ends, I go do the post-game show, and I get a text late at night from one of my former players, he texts me, he said, hey, you want to talk to Dominique Robinson's dad? I text him back, why why would you ask me that? Because that's the guy who, Anthony Robinson, who beat our you-know-what when we were (laughs) When I played for you at Northern, that's the guy averaged almost seventeen a game for Bowling Green. I had no idea that was the same crew, and uh, that kid was limited at parts of practice. They weren't sure he'd be able to go, and he has a sack and a half, a
2: fifth round pick. Yeah, that was awesome. Hmm. Uh, Cap, your thoughts on field? I mean, it's hard to it's hard to grade either. I think Trey Lance is being. Uh, the the criticism coming his way is unfair. Not that he was great, but the conditions. I mean, how can you judge a quarterback uh, playing in, in, on that field in that rainstorm last week? Your thoughts on the quarterback, uh, Justin Fields, again, in uh, uh, just horrible conditions.
1: Yeah, the conditions were brutal. Now, I don't know, have you guys played the Mike Lombardi audio from last night that we played on our show? No. no, no,
2: have not. What did he say? Okay, so,
1: so you should pull it up. Mike Lombardi... Says, I agree with Mike Mark. He said, but where I disagree with him, and you'll hear it, he said, Trey Lance wasn't the worst quarterback on the field Sunday. Justin Fields was. He said, This guy's a one read quarterback. It is absolutely not any better than it was with Mitchell Trubisky. And you could thank Ryan Pace for leaving you a bad offensive line and no quarterback. Like he buried him, buried him. Now, Again, I'm not the biggest Mike Lombardi guy. I think he locks onto a position. Mitch Trubisky can win the next nine Super Bowls and he would still say he sucks because he made his bet, and that's the bet he's going to lay in. And that's fine. If that's the way you want to do your business, do your business. But Mike Lombardi does have a resume. I mean, Mm -hmm. he's got two Super Bowl rings. Uh, He's a guy that was in New England. He was the head of the Cleveland Browns for a short time. He had a long run with the Raiders. I mean, this guy's he does have an accomplished resume. So when he says it, he at least has a football background to be able to give his opinion.
0: Luke Getsey, the offensive coordinator, could not have gone worse in the first half, but adjustments in the second half. And I saw a quote from Khalil uh, Herbert after the game talking about they went to the locker room and it was old school. We went up to the board and we drew some things up and we figured th- some things out. A lot of the players yeah. giving a lot of credit to the coaching staff, including Getsy, Boy, that's something we haven't heard the last few years a lot with Nagy and company.
1: No, we were always critical of lack of adjustments by Matt Nagy. We just were. Yep. And then he'd get mad at us. And you guys don't know what you're talking about. We made adjustments. But we had players after the game going, boy, it was really cool to see our coaches come in and go, <laughs> all right, scrap what we're doing here. Cole Komet, we're moving you to an inline blocker Yes, it's going to take away your ability to catch the football. We need you to help Braxton Jones because he's going up against a guy, oh, I don't know, his name's Nick Bosa. On the other side, there's Eric Armstead, and there's Kinlaw, and there's Greenlaw, and there's Fred Ward. Like, that is a really good group of defensive players. But when you shoot yourself in the foot with penalties, 12-3, 99 yards to 25 yards, and then you fumble in the red zone when you looks like you're clearly going to go in – if not that play, in the next two or three plays, uh, Debo Samuel. Hey, man, that, tip your cap to the Bears. Somehow, someway, the end of the day, as Lou Pinella used to tell me, hey, Cap, I heard you last night. All we have to do is wake up, get a cup of coffee, and find a way to win a baseball game. Well, that's what the Bears did. They woke up, got a cup of coffee, and found a way to win a football game. Somehow, someway, they're 1-0 and the forty nine ers are all in one
2: so that 's where you grab that line from because you, you you use it a lot. Pinella was the guy that planted that in your head that 's interesting uh, cap let's oh, speak, yeah. speaking of baseball let 's go to the White sox where 's a big spot today, obviously, <laughs> Cleveland, uh, and the uh, and, and the White Sox in a makeup game cap i 'm starting to get the sense and, and correct me if i 'm reading this all uh, all wrong because we kind of felt this way. You know, if indeed they continue to play well, the White Sox, and they are on the cusp of a playoff, and all of a sudden La Russa wants to, you know, be, be be back at the helm, how are they going to handle that? I'm starting to get the feeling, Cap, that this might be Cairo's team for the rest of the season. Um, do you? Am I all wet there? And uh, is the? I mean, it feels like they better do some damage this weekend, or that season is not going to include postseason. Larusa, Cairo, whose team is it?
1: Uh, it is. Tony's team. It is. I think Lucas Giolito, as soon as I'm done with you, uh, I'm going out for my run, and I am going to listen to this podcast that I guess Lucas Giolito just did. And on the podcast, he said, we are playing for Tony La Russa.
2: Mm.
1: So I'm curious to hear what he had to say. Uh, I don't think they're getting in the postseason. And when I talked to Steve Stone yesterday, he spelled it out to me this way. He said, who's the best manager in the division? Terry Francona. Okay. Who's the best closer in the division? Emmanuel Classe. Who's the best single player in the division? Jose Ramirez. Who's the best defensive team in the division? Clearly, the Cleveland Guardians. Well, case closed. They're hmm. up four games. If they win today, it's essentially six because you have lost the season tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. White Sox not only have to win today, then they are getting Cleveland next week for three Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So you have got to take all four to win the season series. If you lose the season series and you tie at the end of the year, there is no game 163 this year because of the lockout. It's head-to-head, and Cleveland will have won at 10-9. to
0: If you would have said back, what, a month ago that Elvis Andrews, who cleared waivers, they get him because they needed somebody for Anderson, he was going to be a godsend. Since 2017, it's 2022. Elvis Andrews, how important he has been to at least keeping the White Sox, giving themselves a chance going into today.
1: Yeah, he's been amazing. You know that I believe this is the staff that over the last two weeks, players in the leadoff spot, I don't mean leading off the game, but in the leadoff spot that have hit home runs, Aaron Judge, no shock, has four. Elvis Andrus leaves Major League Baseball with five. Wow. Yeah, I mean, That's who amazing. would have thought that? <laughs> yeah. Now, Steve Stone is telling me you should put Tim Anderson back at short but drop him in the order, leave Andrus at the top, and then put uh, Tim Anderson, as I said, at short Andrus a second because he thinks he could handle the changeover better. I went and looked up baseball reference. Neither guy has logged one inning at second base in their major league career. Oh so if that's the case, I'm keeping the better shortstop defensively at the position for the last 19 games. That would be Elvis Andrus. And I'd tell Tim, hey, man, it's your spot. We'll give it back to you next season. But right now, the best thing for this team is to leave that dude right there.
2: That's mm. what I would all right, Cap, last thing. Uh, let's uh, follow up on the Cubs. Sports are so weird, right? Uh, the Mets lead the division. The Mets are a much better team uh, than the Cubs roster-wise. And DeGrom pitches the other night. It didn't matter. The Cubs were able to get to him. Hap, uh, starts the scoring with a just a massive home run uh, to right field at Citi Field. Cubs sweep the Mets. Cap, uh, sports, I guess is how you can sum that up. But a pretty good series for the Cubs. They certainly haven't quit on their manager.
1: No, that's what I keep preaching on my recaps on YouTube. That look, it, the roster is not great. Hey, Jed took your four best relievers or four of your best relievers and traded them away at the deadline. And I don't disagree with the moves that he made. When you get Hayden Wisniewski, who's a twenty-four year old starter for a twenty-year-old rookie setup guy, that's a no-brainer trade. The Yankees needed the bullpen arm. The Cubs could play the long game. But that team has not quit on David Ross. That team plays hard every freaking day. They grind. They may be out-talented. Guess what? When they showed up at City Field, they won Game One. And then, oh, Jacob Degrom, Cubs were the biggest underdog in four seasons in Major League Baseball. Mm. And guess what? They jumped them. They found a way to beat them. And then last night, they just bludgeoned that poor David Peterson six nothing, one third of an inning. See you later. You're out. (laughs)
0: Hoops question for me to wrap up: The Bulls still waiting on Lonzo Ball. What he was supposed to be back in March. What's the latest on that front? Training camp. Yeah, it's crazy. The NBA hits right around the corner, but it's coming close. What's the latest on Lonzo Ball?
1: It does not sound like he will be ready to go for training camp. Jeez. It does not sound like he'll be ready to go when the season starts. He has a a very deep bone bruise, and so every time they ramp him up, he's getting pain. Now, take it from a guy who tore his ACL and is not an elite athlete and got a deep bone bruise, the ACL part of it is okay. He didn't even have the ACL effect. He had, the I think it was a meniscus tear. So the bone bruise part of it is excruciating. And if he's still feeling pain as he tries to run on it and we're what, nine months removed post-surgery? That's a big problem. I don't know what they're going to do, except they did go out and persuade Goran Dragic. Hey, man, they knew something last spring. Hey, man, he was going to wherever, Miami or wherever he was going. And now he decides at the last second he talks to Nikola Vucevic, and he's going to go to Chicago. He knew he was going to get starter-level minutes.
2: David Kaplan, Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors. Cap, have a good week. Have a good run. Uh, we'll talk to you in a week's time. I'm to go
1: right now, and I'm wearing my bare-down shirt. And if we win on Sunday night, oh, man, I'm printing up take that Green Bay
2: shirt. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> good stuff. Cap, we'll talk to you next Thursday. Thank you, bud. See there he goes. Just took off. Yes. Uh, yes. David Kaplan heading out on his run. Centurion Stone of Iowa, CenturionstoneofIowa.com. If you have a major project... It doesn't have to be major. It can be a project of any size. But if it does inquire, uh, require rather, that uh, stone veneer, well, you'll find it'd be tough to find any more style and pattern combinations than what you will do with Centurion Stone of Iowa. How many? Well, they've got over 200. How about that? Check them out online, centurionstoneofiowa.com. Whether it's an inside project, an outside project, visit the showroom, 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines, centurionstoneofiowa.com. Trent's play of the day, Centurion Stone. Uh, does not sponsor circus sports they sponsors do, yes, yes. Uh, uh that's next miller and condon are on des
0: moines sports station 106 106- at whiskey <sighs> river is now the best time ever to own a single family rental home in des moines trent condon here from my good friends at renter's warehouse and i'm here to tell you housing prices are falling but rents are rising and with low inventories they're stronger than ever what does this mean for you it's not always a seller's market But it is always a renter's market, especially when you hire renter's warehouse to manage the process for you. With selling, you never know what you're going to get. With renting, you can be confident in your ability to earn monthly cash flow, appreciation, and tax benefits for the long term. And with renter's warehouse, you can sit back and collect the money. Tenants, they find the best. Rent, they collect it for you. Maintenance requests, they handle them 24 7 all for just one low monthly flat fee they'll even warranty your tenants for free don't sell cash in and rent your home with renters warehouse instead find out how much rent your home can get by visiting RentersWarehouse.com or call 515-528-4429 healthy life
1: get in on the action with the world's largest sports book Brought to you by Circus Sports Iowa. Here's Ken and Trent.
2: Hi, right, welcome back, Miller and Cons. So we'll go to break and the phone lines start mm-hmm. lining up. You guys doing Klaxons? Tomorrow now. Whoops. <laughs> uh, thanks for the reminder. <laughs> yeah. I totally blew it off. Uh, that's that's on me. So we'll, we'll find time to do it tomorrow. But thanks for the reminder and appreciate that you like that contest. Why wouldn't you? It's great barbecue it and Trent's got good picks. Uh, Circus Sports uh, is where you can play these games.
0: It's the Chargers, and they're getting four? Four is the number, so I'm laying it with Kansas City. I know you love your Chargers. Well, they're not my Chargers. They're your Chargers. they are this year. Yeah, you're heavily invested. I am. I'm not ready for it yet. I need to see it, and I don't care if they get off to an 8-2 start. I don't care if they're in the playoffs. I need to see more Mm -hmm. out of this organization. I understand your point. They've been very successful down in Kansas City. They've won three games in the Mahomes era, but I'm gonna lay it tonight with Kansas City. Got a couple of baseball plays. Gonna play the Guardians this afternoon.
2: Plus Against 138. Las Lin?
0: Yeah. Plus 138. It's a price more with than that anything. Stiff on the hill for the Guardians? It's all right. Bullpen game. Uh, okay. Bullpen game. All right. Phillies, let's may- lay the minus 126. I think Syndergaard uh, gets a start there. And here's a here's a fun parlay. An easy parlay. Simple. Mets, Cardinals tonight. Put them together, parlay it. Minus 109 at Circa. There you go. Well, I'm into football. Can't wait to see Twitter at
2: 7 o'clock tonight. When... <laughs> Why can't I find the game? <laughs> what channel is it on? Well, it's not. Uh, that's going to be fun. But, but a sports bar that has direct TV for business. And if they have the Sunday ticket, correct? No, just have tab. Just direct... have the business? Yes. Uh, you'll get it there. Good stuff. Enjoy the game. Should be a good one tonight. Miller and Conan back tomorrow. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.